The LA Kings turn the tables on the Blackhawks with a little payback from last week's loss. Jonathan Quick continues to play solid hockey. The Kings' power play continues to be a work in progress, but the team continues to look more like the Kings were used to seeing. Plus, we have an Alex Turcott update. All that and more coming up in this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We are at 854 subscribers at last check. Thank you so much for your support of the YouTube channel and of the podcast. Our goal is 900 by the end of the month, and we are on track to meet that goal. So again, thank you so much for that. And if you're enjoying the show, uh, whether it's on the YouTube channel or the podcast, uh, would appreciate it if you would recommend it to your fellow Kings fans out there as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years for the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, before we get into today's show, a quick shout out to all the veterans, past and present, on this Veterans Day. Uh, my dad was a Korean War veteran. I was born in Tripler General Army Hospital in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, my father-in-law, multiple uncles, brother-in-law, multiple cousins and nephews, all veterans. So come from a proud uh, family of people who have served. Uh, so to them and to any of you that may be watching, past or present veterans, thank you for your service on this Veterans Day. To the LA Kings, where they hosted the Chicago Blackhawks last night in game 16 of the regular season. LA came in with an 8-6-1 record, Chicago at 5-5-2. And the Kings were looking for a little payback from their last meeting in Chicago a week ago uh, as of the start of last night's game in which L.A. was the better team but came up short on the scoreboard in a 2-1 overtime loss. As far as the Kings lineup last night, it was a familiar one that we've seen of late. Adrian Kempe and Gabe Velarde on the wings being centered by Andre Kopitar on the top line. Second line centered by Philip Deneau with Victor Arvidsson and Trevor Morris as wingers. Rasmus Kupari centering the third line. Carl Grunstrom and Kevin Fiala on the wings. And Blake Lazat centering the fourth line with Brendan Lemieux and Arthur Kaliev as his wingers. The defensive pairings were Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson. Matt Roy and Sean Dersey, Sean Walker and Alex Edler. And the goaltender was Jonathan Quick. The scratches were Jared Anderson Dolan and Brant Clark, and Alex Ayafalo continues to be on injured reserve. As for the lineup, it's pretty much been the same since that home loss to Winnipeg. That uh, was not a good performance, and Tom McClellan felt like he had to shake things up, which I agreed with. Uh, and so far, this lineup that we saw last night has pretty much been the lineup for the past seven games, so the guys have had plenty of time to uh, develop some chemistry, get used to each other, uh, those that are playing in different roles. Uh, the Kings over that span, since they've made the lineup changes, are 5-1-1. One, and one. And obviously, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep it going until there's reason to change. Uh, I did mention on uh, Thursday's show, there were early reports that maybe Cal Peterson was going to start in net, but obviously that wasn't the case. And I'm not surprised by that at all. I was actually surprised 
that uh, head coach Todd, Todd McClellan, according to those earlier reports, was going to go to Cal Peterson because McClellan seems to me to be one of those coaches that is about winning now and worrying about tomorrow, tomorrow. And I, there are good and bad with that kind of philosophy. Um, but I think the situation that the Kings are in, at least at the moment, um, a team that at this point looks like it's going to need to bank as many points as possible until they can hopefully get their groove going. I think it's a sound philosophy in the moment. And then we'll worry about how it plays out down the road, down the road. But um, I think more often than not, uh, I think it's, it's a good idea because of the Kings position that they're in. If they had jumping out, jumped out to a huge start like the Vegas Golden Knights have done and they're you know sitting comfortable on top of the division, then maybe you start to look at maybe your lineup in relation to some veteran players and how you want to play them, your goaltenders, that kind of thing. But that's not the case for the Kings at this moment. So um, I, I kind of like that. That's, that's my personality as well. So maybe that's part of it. I, I'm a more of let's uh, let's take care of what we can take care of today. And we'll, we're not going to completely ignore tomorrow, but we'll worry about that when it's appropriate. So as for last night's game against the Blackhawks, it had a lot of the same feel as last Thursday's game in Chicago. Kings got off to a great start. They were the better team in the opening period, but trailed one nothing after the opening period because of a mistake. Trevor Moore had a bad turnover that led to the Blackhawks getting possession and drawing a penalty, and then they scored on the subsequent power play and led one nothing after one period. The Kings had outshot the Blackhawks 8-4 in that opening period Kings though would respond in the second with another one of those goals. That's officially not a power play goal, but realistically it is Philip Deneau scored on a wrist shot from the left left face off dot right after a power play expired, but the Blackhawks were still basically defending with four players as the player that came out of the penalty box wasn't into the play defending at the time the goal was scored. So, you know, we've talked about the Kings power play not being very effective. That officially isn't going to go down. For, as a power play goal, it's not going to help the Kings power play percentage, but it's one of those things where, and we've seen it a few times this year where the Kings have scored right after a power play has expired. But re realistically, it re was a power play goal because it was helped that they only had four defenders in the play. But anyway, it was one of those type of goals uh, for the LA Kings. Um, and the Kings were uh, dominant late in that second period. They held the puck in the Chicago end for multiple shifts, but the Kings could not get another goal out of it and take the lead. And it's a good news, bad news situation when the Kings have done that this year. It's great that they're working hard. It's great that they're, obviously, when you're dominating in another team's zone, you're preventing them from getting any scoring chances, which is good. But it is a bit frustrating for the Kings to have these shifts where they're having multiple lines coming in, all, all holding the puck in the other team's zone and wearing them out defensively. But in the end, it doesn't turn into... Uh, a goal, and it seems like that's happened too much this season. Hopefully that gets corrected uh, going forward. But again, love the effort, love how uh, multiple shifts are getting involved. That one key shift late in the second that I was talking about started with the fourth line, the energy line. That's what you want from those guys. Um, but it needs to turn into some goals a little more often than not. So in the third period, uh, we're still tied 1-1. The Kings had two more power play opportunities to get a goal and get a lead, and they did not convert in either of those opportunities. Again, when you're tied and you get a power play in the third period and you're on home ice, you got to convert on some of those, and unfortunately, the Kings did not in that situation. Um, so it, it did feel like it was going to be one of those games that was going to be decided uh, beyond regulation, and that is exactly what happened for the second time this season against the Blackhawks. Uh, we knew it was going to be decided 
beyond regulation, and we knew the final score would be two to one, but who would get that second goal? Um, third period was more of a defensive style of game. Things really opened up, though, in the overtime, as does sometimes happen when you're skating three on three. Uh, the Kings dominated the first four minutes of sudden death, but couldn't score. And then the uh, the Blackhawks had a push there in the final minute, and Jonathan Quick had to come up with some big saves. But Andre Kopitar had a big scoring chance. Goalie Peter Morazic for Chicago uh, making the save. Um, and then Jonathan Quick had to make a big save on, I think it was Max Domi late in the uh, in the overtime period. So uh, it was a really, frankly, a pretty entertaining overtime period. But with just 1.4 seconds in sudden death, Philip Deneau put a shot on net that was blocked. The rebound came right back to him, and he showed some amazing patience in very subtly, uh, subtly uh, passing it over to a wide-open uh, Kevin Fiala at the side of the net. The uh, goaltender and one of the defenders uh, that was that was there, both were scrambling because they thought for sure Deneau was going to shoot it. And when he passed it over, it was simply uh, Fiala putting it into an empty net. I know Fiala will get the credit for being the overtime hero, but that goal was absolutely, I mean, it really should be credited to Philip Deneau. He made that goal happen. Great assist from him. Uh, obviously, Fiala finishes, so that's great. Um, and the Kings beat the clock. Get the victory, 2-1 in overtime. Get the two points and improve to 9-6-1. and one. Kings have won three in a row, and they have a one-point lead on Seattle for second place in the Pacific Division as we record this show. The Kraken do have one game in hand, meaning the Kings have played one more game, but still nice to see the Kings in the second spot in the Pacific Division right now. We are going to have more on this win over the Blackhawks in just a moment, but first I need to remind you about BetOnline.net. It is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf, basketball as well. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about BetOnline where the game starts. Before we analyze uh, last night's game, let's answer a few of those questions that I posed from Thursday's show. Um, and uh, we'll start with, will we see another great team defensive effort like we saw in the previous game? Uh, and for the most part, the answer was yes. The Kings did get a little bit loose in overtime, but that tends to happen when you play three on three. Um, we asked the question, who would be in net? We thought it was going to be Cal Peterson. Turned out to be Jonathan Quick. We've talked about that already. Uh, will Gabe Velarde set a new career high for goals in a season with one more goal? That did not happen. Uh, Gabe and the top line did go without a point, although there were some great chances. Andre Kopitar did have a goal waved off on what I thought was a bad call against Kevin Fiala. Adrian Kente hit a post. Uh, but for Gabe Velarde, a little bit of a quiet game, but we'll have to wait at least another game for him to get that 11th goal of the season which would be a new career high for him will the king's power play be better well slightly I, again officially the kings were 0 for 4 with the man advantage including 0 for 2 in the third period um but they they did get that goal from philip Deneau, the first goal that was essentially a power play goal so uh, i'll give them some partial credit on that but Again, the, the power play is not where it needs to be. They know it. Todd McClellan knows it and uh, has acknowledged that, and it is something they're going to work on, obviously, going forward. 
Um, will we see Brant Clark was another question. The answer was no. Uh, the rookie defenseman missed his fourth straight game and his entry-level contract has still not yet kicked in. I said it after the Kings lost to the Blackhawks last Thursday that even though they were the better team, you have to find a way to get the two points. Glad to see them do that in this second matchup against Chicago. Um, there were some missed opportunities. Um, I did think the Kings were the better team pretty much throughout. Again, I give credit to the Blackhawks. They are a scrappy team that is very competitive. But when you look at the talent on the ice, you look at the rosters, you're like, the, the Kings are a better team. They've got, they need to beat this team and uh, find a way to get the two points against teams like Chicago. And that's what they did. And that is really the name of the game when it's all said and done. Obviously, we'd like to see more goals and the Kings take advantage of those opportunities. Um, but it's good to see them, you know, just again, get the job done. Uh, Jonathan Quick continues his strong play. I've said it before. I, I think he's been better than the numbers would indicate, and he is starting to now show that um, with his numbers getting better and better with pretty much each start. He made 31 saves, including turning aside all seven shots that he faced in the overtime in last night's win. Um, in his last five games, Jonathan Quick has allowed a total of eight goals. He's 4-0-1 over that span, including one shutout. Um, again, we'll see if Cal Peterson gets into the net maybe this coming Saturday against Detroit, but the way Quick is playing, and again, I mentioned Todd McClellan's kind of personality on that, I would not be surprised at all to see Jonathan Quick in net again. I think he is more than content to ride the hot hand. Again, bank those points now while you've got a hot goalie and the team is trending in the right direction, as I like to say a lot. But let's be honest, though, it would be Quick's 12th appearance in 16 games this season if he does, in fact, start in that Detroit game on Saturday. So at some point, we know we need to see more from Cal. We need to get him kind of in the rotation a little bit. There, there are back-to-back -back road games coming up on this upcoming road trip, so we're going to see Cal for sure in one of those opportunities. But uh, again, I would not be surprised to see Quick in net again against Detroit because, like I said, Todd McClellan is one of those guys. It's like, if it's working... We're not changing it, and right now it is working, and Jonathan Quick is playing his best hockey of the young season so far right now. I uh, also wanted to mention Philip Deneau um, had uh, a big game. Uh, he didn't perform in the face-off circle quite up to what we would like to see, but the goal uh, to in the second period to get us on the board, uh, the primary assist, and like I said, he really gets credit for that overtime game winner, in my opinion, um, so Philip Deneau, and he does a lot of things that maybe don't show up in the highlights. Um, he's probably a guy that doesn't get talked about enough. Maybe we're taking him for granted even a little bit at this point because there are other players that are a little bit more spectacular or, or noticeable, uh, like Gabe Velarde, Kevin Fiala, Adrian Kempe, so on. But um, Philip Deneau, I thought last year was the Kings MVP, and he continues to do things that are noticeable and even not so noticeable to help the Kings have success. Um, and other than the face-offs last night, I thought he had a very, very solid game for the LA Kings. And another solid all-around game for the LA Kings. Now there's always room for improvement. You would like to see them finish more. Um, the chances were there, but they need to finish and capitalize on those chances. Adrian Kempe, like I mentioned, hit a post. Andre Kopitar had some chances. Um, uh, I think Matt Roy may have hit a post as well, or maybe I'm thinking of the previous game, but Either way, um, the chances were there and the Kings just need to find a way to finish a little bit more and then we wouldn't have to have these nail bite wins, but wins are wins. We're not going to, we're not going to, uh, you know, stick our nose up at that, but, and then again, officially the Kings over four on the power play. They did kill off three of the four Chicago power plays. 
Uh, and like I've been saying, the Kings are moving in the right direction. They are looking more like the Kings team that we are used to seeing defensively, being more responsible, being smarter. So I do think, as we've been talking about, slowly the Kings are moving in the right direction. I think there's more positives than negatives, which was not what we were seeing earlier in the season. And I know they're not exactly playing the best of the best teams right now. Um, but hey, you, you you play the opponents that are put in front of you and you need to get the job done. And they weren't really doing that consistently early in the season. They are doing it now, riding a three-game winning streak. We'll see if they can make it a season-high four straight wins on Saturday against Detroit. But again, I like the way the team is trending. There's still room for improvement. And as we talked about with Eric Stevens, and he agreed with me, the Kings aren't playing their best hockey, and yet they're in second place in their division right now. So that's good because we hope that eventually things will start getting going. And I just I don't think they're there yet. It's 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 getting closer, but I still think there's like I said, room for improvement. They can finish a lot better. Um, there's other things they can do. So moving in the right direction, but still work to be done. But on the big picture, uh, things are looking better for the Los Angeles Kings. As we go into the weekend, uh, we look ahead to what is coming up for the LA Kings. I mentioned the Detroit Red Wings coming in on Saturday. Also want to check in on the Ontario Reign and the return of Alex Turcotte. But first, I want to invite you to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Ontario Reign uh, played last night as well, and uh, unlike the LA Kings, they did not get a victory. They lost 4-3 in a shootout in San Jose against the Sharks AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. However, the big story was the return of former Kings first-round pick Alex Turcotte out since May the 11th since um, sustaining a second concussion of last season, but he was back in action last night, centering the third line for the Reign. Uh, the fifth overall pick in 2019 did not record a point, but he did finish as a plus one. Uh, he had a shot on goal. He did take a two-minute minor penalty, but the you know it, it, forget the stats. It's just great to see Alex Turcotte back on the ice. Um, I'm sure it was uh, an anxious game for him being off the ice for so long, coming off the concussion, knowing that you know the potential for one hit could trigger another concussion. That's a tough thing to put out of your mind, I'm sure. But hopefully once he got on the ice and once he got into the flow of the game, that kind of took a back seat and he was able to just focus on what he's doing and playing hockey. And by all accounts, a pretty good first step for him. Uh, he was on the ice late in the game when the, the uh, rain had pulled the goaltender and, and tied it up to force overtime. And then the shootout, uh, so positive there when he got his plus one on the night. But Again, we'll keep keep an eye on Alex Turcotte um, and and continue to see his progress and see how it goes for him. But I, I, I've mentioned this before with him. I think at this point, you want to see production. You want to see numbers. But m more importantly than anything, just get him back on the ice, get him feeling comfortable, getting him feeling good after um, a game. Because as I understand it, sometimes with concussions, when you exert yourself physically, you can have some symptoms afterwards. Um, because of the exertion so just again great to see him on the ice stay healthy finish out this season you know the numbers will be what the numbers are um, but again great to see Alex Turcotte on the ice and um, hopefully this is the start of him staying healthy and being productive 
with the Ontario Reign. And then eventually, if everything goes well, maybe we see him in the in the Kings uniform at some point. But right now, the focus is just uh, on him being healthy and being on the ice. And again, we will keep track on how he go, uh, does going forward with the Ontario Reign. But back on the ice last night uh, for the uh, Ontario Reign. Also, Quinton Byfield was back on the ice in that same game. Uh, he returned to action after missing several games with the Kings due to illness. So he's down on uh, a unofficial conditioning assignment in Ontario. Uh, Jared Shaffron uh, reported on Twitter that Byfield did take a hard hit into the boards and was shaken up on a hit that resulted in a five-minute major penalty against San Jose. Uh, Byfield apparently was down briefly, but he did uh, continue in the game, didn't need to go into the locker room for treatment, and eventually he was on the ice as well for the uh, the goal that was scored late with the goaltender pulled that, again, at least got the uh, the rain a point out of this one. So Quentin Byfield also back on the ice and uh, trying to get some games under his belt before he is uh, going to be recalled by the LA Kings. It'll be interesting to see when that is and uh, how that shakes out because we mentioned Rasmus Kupari is playing very well, centering that third line. And also when Alex Iafalo comes back, when is where is he going to fit in as well? So some things to be determined as the Kings hopefully get healthier, um, but that's that's for down the line. Uh, as for that game, since we're talking about the Ontario Reign, um, did want to mention that um, Elias Anderson had another goal, and he's a guy I have not been very high on, but I will give him credit. Um, he is performing very well early in the season for the Ontario Reign as far as the numbers go. He's been uh, a very consistent goal scorer for them. Tyler Madden uh, had a goal as well, and Taylor Ward scored it in the final minute to uh, force the uh, overtime and the shootout for the Ontario Reign, who continued to play very well early in the season. And I mentioned the name Jared Shaffron. Uh, he covers the Ontario Reign, and he is going to be joining us here in a episode coming up in the near future to give us more of an insight into what's going on in Ontario, give us an update on all of those names we're familiar with, whether it's Alex Turcott. Uh, we'll get an update on Martin Chromiak as he comes back from an appendectomy. Jordan Spence, uh, you know, and all the other players um, that we, you know, will be the future of the LA Kings at some point and see how they're playing uh, on the farm, as they like to say, at least in baseball. I don't know if they say that in hockey. Uh, the LA Kings will be back in action on Saturday to wrap up their four-game homestand with the Red Wings in town and uh, looking to extend that winning streak to four in a row. The Kings have had, um, they're, they're currently on their second three-game win streak uh, of the season they have not won four in a row yet this season hopefully that happens on saturday we're going to obviously recap saturday's game coming up on our next show on monday and by the way uh the game saturday against the red wings is the reverse retro night the first reverse retro night where the king's going to be wearing those amazing uh retro jerseys i've got mine ordered i'm not sure when it's coming but i can't wait i'll certainly if you're watching on youtube i like to wear jerseys sometimes i'm definitely going to wear that um and also uh coming up on monday's show we're going to preview the Kings upcoming road trip. I had mentioned um, in a preseason episode when we broke down the Kings schedule that I thought that this road trip that's about to take place for the Kings was their biggest early season test where they play on the road against Edmonton on the road against Calgary on the road against Vancouver. Now Vancouver is not having the season. I thought they were going to have, but the Calgary and the Edmonton game will be big, especially that Oilers game, which is of course the first time the Kings will have uh, hooked up again with the Oilers since the, playoff series last year in that game seven loss and we plan on having a crossover episode with the host of locked on oilers as well uh before that matchup so something to look forward to uh going forward 
All right, uh, that will do it for this episode. If you want to interact with the show, um, we have a email address that you can send emails to, and we read emails every week. Uh, it is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, at LockedOnLAKings, and the Instagram page, if you like that, is uh, at LockedOnLAKings. Thank you for making LockedOnLAKings your first listen today. Now your second listen will hopefully be Locked on sports today from the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, uh, have a great veterans day. Have a great veterans day weekend. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching locked on LA Kings. And as always, we close out the show by saying go Kings go.